Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, fellow humans, and welcome to the Engadget Podcast. I'm Terrence O'Brien. Joining me this week, Nathan Ingram, Senior Editor. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. It's your thing now, huh? It is. <laughs> and also joining me, uh, Senior Editor Davinder Hardware. How you doing? What's poppin'? What? Oh. Uh, you had to go for Did it. it. Yeah. Did it. All right. Uh, Take so that, Velasco. How's everybody doing this morning? Tired, but can't complain. Yeah? Sure. Just tired. Just tired? <laughs> you could complain. Avengers going to complain yeah. for the next half an hour or so. Uh, we will try not to complain too much, mm-hmm. at least not until after the podcast is over. Then all bets are off. Yeah. It's just going to be like a giant Bitch. cry fest, yeah. basically. Sure. Um, well, since me and Davindra are clearly like yeah. half asleep sitting here, um, doing our best to pretend to be alive for you, the fine listener and viewer. Wake up. Let's do this. There you go. Good. All right. We should, All right. We should just for those who are listening, I've just slapped myself <laughs> to to wake myself up. He really There's does. a gif. That's <laughs> I, a great gif. I think that should be good. Yes. Please, somebody make a gif. We won't that. sue you. Or gif, or whatever you want to call it. No. I don't care. Yeah, we're not having that debate once no. again. Not happening. <laughs> um... <laughs> Let's just uh, jump right into it and get yeah. this moving. Uh, uh, for those who are listening or watching, by the way, we are one person short this week. Uh, a little short-staffed, unfortunately. People are doing meetings and stuff and, like, real work. Writing and, and researching. and Fancy people with their real jobs. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, we're, we're down to just one. So we're going to do Flame Wars, as we do every week. Uh, Devendra and Nathan, you will each have 20 seconds to make your opening arguments as we debate the biggest topics of the week. At the end of that, I will declare a winner. Um, normally, we farm this duty out to an independent third party. Yeah, so you're really in the driver's seat this week. Yeah, but I am like 100%. I am moderating. I am judge, jury, and executioner uh, on this. And actually, at the end of it, somebody will be executed. Good. That is that is what the loser gets. Okay. <sighs> That's what well, we tied. We tied yeah. last time we competed. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking forward to breaking that tie today. <laughs> yeah, well, there will be no ties this week. We are talking. We are going to do three topics instead of four, as we've been doing. So somebody will be a clear winner at the end of it. Let's start with. And my watch is banging against the table, and I'm going to stop that right now. Uh, let's start with the PS4. Yes. And Sony. So next week, I believe. Week after next. Week yes. after next. I have no idea. Same day as Apple. Right. It's going to be a wonderful day for us. Yeah. It's going to be the best. Uh, Sony is holding an event where we are all expecting that they are going to announce the PS4 Slim and potentially the PS4 Neo. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. an upgraded version of the PS4. It'll probably run 4K is what the rumors are saying. All right. Slim is the same as what's out there now, it seems like. So let's focus on the Slim, uh, and I'm going to start with you, Devendra. Um, you know, I think this is one of these things that 
every console has their minor revision, and I think some of us always kind of question why, especially if you're looking in the face of some upgraded version. Mm-hmm. You know, so what? Why should people be excited about the PS4 Slim? Well, I know it seems a little too soon, right after the release of the PS4. But there's always a good thing that happens when the slim edition of consoles come out. That means the components are getting cheaper and they're getting smaller and more efficient. So, you know, better chance you'll have an affordable PS4 coming soon and uh, less chance it'll die on you. All right. And you came in under your 20 seconds. You always do. You <laughs> always disappoint me. Yes. I like using my buzzer. I'm going to do my best to ramble on so you can use it. Ah, excellent. Excellent. Nate, I can always count on you. Uh, so, Nate. Yep. Um, why is this PS4 Slim kind of a waste of time and money? I don't think the original PS4 needs to be changed that much. It doesn't have a giant power brick like the Xbox One. It seems like it's been pretty reliable, unlike the Xbox 360. Um, It's reasonably sized. It seems to do everything well already. Uh, I don't know what we're basically getting out of a Slim at this point, especially, like you said, in the face of the Neo, which is going to be a clear upgrade. Uh, I just don't see any reason for it to exist. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, Nice to see your fanboyism showing, Nate. Oh, (laughs) Such a fanboy. Uh, But, you know, I I do agree. The Xbox One S is probably a better slim update just because it's a whole new redesign. It looks really great. Um, Honestly, the original PS4 was already pretty small. So this one, I I just like more from a technical level. I like more efficient products and uh, hopefully getting cheaper would be nice. I think the point about cheaper and more reliable is a really good one. I'll have to concede that to you. Uh, And I feel like usually the slim generations come with an accompanying price drop. Uh, when the PS3 Slim came out, it came out to 300 bucks, and it was a really nice console. That was one case. I think the original PS3 was a bit of a, a beast. It, 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 was, be, a, it was a giant, giant yeah. machine. Oh, man. Yeah, I still have one of those sitting around. Really? And, 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 and I think yeah, that's, yeah. you know, it's fair to say also the, the Xbox One, the first, the original yeah. version, that was also like this giant beast. Both of those the consoles box. deserved yeah. upgrades. Yeah. PS4, I feel like, is good enough that it could ride out. Um, mm-hmm. Although, again, I think I've, there's also been rumors that there's going to be a new DualShock controller as well, right, which right. will have better battery life. That would be that. That yes. to me is more exciting than a console, or even a removable battery. Like mm-hmm. I love the fact that it's rechargeable, but just let me take it out when the battery starts to die. Yep. So, so before I declare a winner, I yeah. do have one more question. Mm-hmm. Uh, primarily, this is for you, Devendra. Mm-hmm. Um, the rumors are that they're going to announce not one but two versions of the PlayStation Four at this event. One of which is the Slim, and the other which is going to be the Neo. Uh, are they not kind of cannibalizing their potential sales by announcing the two things side by side? You know, mm-hmm. Microsoft might have done that to an extent because they teased. Yeah, Scorpio. we know Scorpio's coming, yeah. but they didn't give any details. If <laughs> yeah. Sony officially announces the Neo alongside the Slim, uh, how do you think that's going to impact sales? I think it depends on price, probably. Like if the Slim comes in cheap enough. Uh, that somebody's like, oh, I could I could take this for a year and then upgrade when the next one comes. That could be worth it. Um, that's usually probably what's going to happen too, because like the Scorpio and the Neo, I assume, will be probably even more expensive than like a typical maybe? like f- four to five hundred. I I think closer to five hundred mm-hmm. if they're going to power VR and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, so uh, I am going to give this one to Devendra because as much as Woo! in theory I agree with you, Nate, <laughs> this seems like a thing that doesn't need to exist. I think <laughs> at the end of the day, the the Cheaper, more reliable, and probably more power efficient. Yeah, thing mm-hmm. usually kind of ends up winning yeah. out. Yeah, I'll um, give you that. Although I will say, the the leaks suggest a significantly less interesting looking console. Yeah, than the, the pictures are not great. 
I no feel like that always it happens. No sharp corners. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that always happens. Like the leaked pictures of any gadget never look as good as it does in mm-hmm. real life. But we'll have to see. Two weeks from now, we'll know. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to our next topic, and that is these rumors that Amazon is going to be launching an Echo-exclusive music service. Um, this would be either in addition to or replacing the existing Prime music service, I assume. Uh, Nate, why do you think this is a move that Amazon needs to make? I think that the original Prime music service is just not very good. It hasn't seemed to have caught on. They're up against some really big competitors like Spotify and Apple Music. So I think it's time for a rethink on Amazon's music strategy. And coming up with something else that'll bolster the Echo is never a bad thing since that's one of their most interesting products right now. All right. Uh, I mean, uh, I I could totally see that, but this idea just seems incredibly stupid because uh, (laughs) Amazon Music, yes, it has problems, but they should fix those problems rather than create a whole new service that's unique to a device that only a handful of people own right now. It doesn't make business sense for Amazon. You're both coming in way under time on this one. (laughs) We're denying. I'm just going to do it anyway Uh, because I want to. Um, (laughs) We deserve that. Yeah. so one of the rumors, though, is that this is going to be an additional cost on top of Ooh. the existing Prime service, Nate. Uh, so it's <laughs> going to be an additional $5 to get this Echo-exclusive music service. That sounds but, like a great idea. Yeah, what? What? <laughs> what? What is your response to that? <laughs> My response to that is that it had better have a comparable catalog <laughs> to Spotify and Apple Music and Tidal and all the rest because... Uh, the existing Prime only has like a couple million songs, and I know that sounds ridiculous to say, but there are many, many popular mainstream albums out there that you can't find on Amazon Music. So the thought of paying an extra five bucks for that catalog is, well, it makes no sense because right now you can get that on the Echo as it is. So this will yeah. have to be a new service that offers significantly more music than what's out and there. don't forget the Echo works with Pandora and it works with Spotify with voice commands. I could tell it to play yeah. a Spotify playlist. Okay. So it's like, what do you, if it might, if Amazon's doing something significantly different, that could be interesting. But so I feel know. like the yeah. deck is stacked against me this week. And yeah. I'm trying to defend I, 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 some stuff be. that's not really all that good. I kind of feel like in that last little thing, you basically just accepted defeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm um, giving up. I am going to award this one to DaVinci. <laughs> not surprisingly. I'm shocked. Um, Listeners should know that a lot of these positions are also not organic. Like, we just kind of divvy it up so yeah. we have a healthy debate. I, they're, they're not. We, we try Nate to think is of, not a terrible person. No. <laughs> we try to think of what the potential pros and cons yes. are, and then we argue them. It's kind of an academic exercise. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is, you know, an opportunity to play devil's advocate. Sure. This is not necessarily about us expressing our personal beliefs. I will uh, say that I think that if Amazon can come up with a good music service that costs five bucks a month, and it's comparable to something like Spotify, they might have something because it's half the price. Mm-hmm. And if it works other places besides the Echo, too, you can get it online, get it on your smartphone. Then that might be worth paying five bucks yeah. for. That could be something. Yeah. Uh, do you think that there's a chance they might kind of bet heavy on like original content and like exclusives the way they kind of have with the Prime Video service? Well, they've actually been pretty good, yeah, with Prime Video getting some original stuff. The thing is like, I don't know, most original music is not that interesting. Like unless they have really great like uh, curators, like people who really know music and independent music and like are bringing in new artists or something, that could be kind of cool. Um, like what e-music used to do. I used to love e-music because uh, they would We're always going like, way back. Yeah, way back. But they, but would, they, uh, they would select like great Groups that I would never have heard of before. So that's where curation, and that's sort of what Apple's selling with uh, with Apple Radio and yep. uh, the new beat stuff. Yeah, I do like do do miss e music a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, <laughs> it was nice and hipstery. It, it was, was fun. 
Oh, uh, the early aughts. <laughs> Good times. Uh, I still miss RDO. <laughs> You're the only one. That's not true. We just wrote an article this week about this dude who skinned Spotify to look like RDO. I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. All so right. You and that I'm, that I'm one clearly dude. not talking to the right audience today. <laughs> no. This is just not my day. Sorry. Sorry, Nate. We still love you, though. Listeners out there, if you love RDO, let me know. Yeah. I'm sure somebody out there. I'm going to get a good five or six responses. All right. And so let's move on to our last topic in in this debate segment, and that is Android 7.0 Nougat, which just launched this week. Yep. Um, And it's got a whole bunch of changes, uh, some of them under the hood, some of them to the UI, but a lot of it seems very specifically targeted at making Android a more viable OS for tablets and... uh, Sort of convertible devices, yeah, and other yeah. large, large screen devices. So, uh, Nate, you've been using it for a little while. I have. Um, does this make Android finally, finally a viable OS on large format devices? I would say it makes it much better than it has been. It's maybe a year later than it should be, but at least it's kind of on par now with how iOS handles multitasking. So if you're using an iPad Pro or an Android tablet with a keyboard, they're sort of in the same ballpark now. It's it's a pretty massive improvement over what came before. Uh, there's still maybe more they could do to make it easier to multitask, but... You but. watched me do it and just paused, because you are like, yeah, rather than get buzzed over. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Devendra, you don't think this does quite enough to really make it work for a tablet. Yeah, it's it's a noble effort. I actually did test it out on the Pixel C a couple months ago, too. And uh, I reviewed the original Pixel C. Android last year had nothing to do for multitasking. Now it has a little bit. I think they could have gone further, though, because Apple brought it uh, last year to the iPad. Yeah, so why? Well, yeah. Apple copied from Samsung. Uh, Android should have hit it sooner. Didn't you mean, got it. You didn't got mean to talk it. over you during your segment. It's okay. There, my bad. It's okay. You still got in just under the wire. I won't hit the buzzer again. Um, I've also been playing with it a little bit um, on the Nexus 9, which um, I think we can all agree is kind of a terrible device. You're the only person I know who has a Nexus 9. Uh, To be clear, it is uh, a review unit that is just kind of like... It was going to sit and collect dust here. Right. Or it's well, this is trash. I'll hold on to it. <laughs> That's a um, noble thing to do. It's well, like it, taking in a foster dog, right? You're... For me, it was mo- it's mostly a thing of being able to access the newest versions of the OS. Yeah, know, right. I'm rocking a Moto X. It yep. doesn't always get the updates right away. Um, so this was my way of getting it, being able to play with it. And yeah. I think... Um, I don't know. I, it's, it, it's one of these things I'm very torn about. I think it does do a lot of good things, but I'm still not quite convinced that Android does enough here to be like a viable tablet OS or that I even need it. Yeah. And that might be partially due to the device I'm using. So it I mean, might, I want to hear a little bit more about your yeah. experience. So honestly, so Davinci reviewed the Pixel C. Um, I hated it. Like eight months ago. Yeah, like 10 months when ago. it was first released. It's a lot. So they've made a lot of software updates, not just like the Nougat. Um, they, it's actually just far more stable. It's faster. Mm-hmm. The keyboard works better. Um, the actual physical keyboard is really nice. Like if I had to use this or an iPad Pro to do a lot of text, I would absolutely pick this any day of the week. Well, it's um, actually stable, too. Like, it has a great well, it's, hinge. It's the stable. iPad Pro. You can adjust the screen yeah. anywhere you want. That's the nice. keys are real keys. I mean, Apple's uh, solution is very much for, like, casual uh, typing. Just doing mm-hmm. a quick little thing. Like, I'll, I'll write whole, you know, whole reports on this thing. Yeah, and you can um, hold that on your lap, which I right. kind of like, yeah. Right. So, you know, this is like a it's – a, it's an expensive but smart form factor. The software updates – 
make it more useful. Like I'll often have Google Docs and Slack open or Google Docs and a you know a Chrome tab that I'm doing research in. It's pretty easy to go back and forth between those things. Uh, I wish they made it easier to move which app is on either side yep. of the screen. Yep. That's probably the big missing thing here. Mm-hmm. But we're getting into sort of the nitty gritty. But on the other hand, that's what you need to get into if you're going to make something really work and justify. You but know, does it make existence. Android like a useful productivity OS? I don't. I, it's nice to see two apps side by side, but I it's I'd still prefer using a Surface or something. I think if apps, you're yeah. heavily into Google's ecosystem of apps, then it's pretty good. Which mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I use a lot of them. We do them at work. You know, we all have Google accounts. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I can I can understand the perspective of maybe this just like who who's gonna buy this over, you know, something else. And that thing is super expensive. Yeah. So that it is. Yeah. Yep. Um, Do I have any hope here? <laughs> I'm I'm a little torn on this one, but I think I am gonna give this one to you, Nate. Yay. I think um, you know, to a degree, I agree with you, Devendra. I think that you know, it's it's not earth-shattering. It's not this, like, grand change. It's not going to replace my Windows device. Um, should have happened a year ago. Yes. It should have happened a year, year ago. But I do see some nice trends towards something that's actually useful towards, like, productivity stuff. I see a little bit uh, of a trend towards um, multitasking in, like, a useful, serious way that I think, you know, iOS just started to do. But um. Yeah, I think that like it's, it's it's finally catching up, but it is actually good. Like I could see myself using an Android tablet at this mm-hmm. point, at least a little bit. Yeah. Which honestly, I couldn't before. At least the larger I don't format. Think even ones. Google could see anyone using an Android. Like once tablet once the Nexus now. Seven was done with, I was yeah. kind of like I was done, done with yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah. testing out the new the the new version of Android has kind of brought, brought the tablet back, back in, into yeah. my life a little bit. Not a ton. Yeah. But uh, but a little bit. So I'll just say for my part, I've enjoyed using devices that aren't like a normal Windows or Mac laptop these days, just to see like can I actually be more focused? You know, this is more portable. Just just it's fun to get a sense of like <laughs> what's out there. How is the computing form factor evolving? Yeah, and like this is obviously a way that a lot of companies are are looking at. It, so it's fun to try. Yep. All right. So we end Flame Wars this week, uh, two to one, Devendra. Yep. Um, so I will be getting my head chopped off at the conclusion <laughs> of this podcast. Yeah, we're gonna do it uh, probably out in the street. We don't changing get... your name to Sean Bean. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want to get blood all over the office. They've been they've been doing it's a, a nice lot of studio. remodeling recently, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we don't want to ruin. It'll that. be a nice decoration for HuffPo Live, though. Yeah. So. <laughs> blood splatters yeah. all over the wall. What happened back there? <laughs> Our um, colleagues will just love us for this. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, when this uh, goes live, we will have a leaderboard for everybody to look at and track uh, the progress in the Flame Wars competition. Sadly, I will not be on top of it as I was hoping I would be today. <laughs> you, you will not, but you will be on it. Next week, <laughs> <laughs> Next week, I'm going to pick different topics and just gear the whole thing towards me to win. There you go. That's, that yeah. seems like a perfectly reasonable yes, thing. Yes, fair. Um, All right. Let's move on to our big topic of the yes. week, though. And group chat where we kind of dig into one particular story a little bit. And I think we should talk a little bit about Leslie Jones. Yes. Um, Before we get too far into this, I want to acknowledge that we are going to be talking about, you know, harassment and issues relating specifically to being a minority and being a woman and we are three dudes who are going to be discussing sexism. Yes. <laughs> so we are. We completely acknowledge that the, there are um, voices missing from this conversation that we would like to have. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it was just not possible to make that happen today. 
Uh, we also acknowledge that me and Nate are white men, and yo, know, that is further damaging. I could us. not tell, guys. <laughs> I don't know if you could tell. Yeah. Uh, the way the light is bouncing off of my face <laughs> and whiting out some of the cameras. Um, but that being said, we want to have like a we want to talk about this because this is very mm-hmm. important, and we want to try and address this in you know a reasonable and intelligent manner and a sensitive manner. Uh, Let's start, though, at the most basic level, and let's just kind of recap the story yeah. so far. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate, since you reported the news mm-hmm. yesterday, do you want to kind of tell us the, the basics here, the basic facts? Yeah, so yesterday uh, on Leslie Jones' personal website, uh, photos that were stolen from her iCloud account, presumably, were posted on So her site was hacked. Uh, photos were put up of her revealing photographs, uh, personal photographs, as well as, I believe, images of her passport and driver's license. So, okay. you know, not just photographs, but personal information were yeah. posted directly to her website. Uh, it was quickly taken down, but enough people saw this that it was uh, confirmed that this was her, her info, her pictures. Um, I don't believe at this point she has said anything about it, nor have any publicists. Um, but this comes uh, about a month after... Uh, she was trolled extensively on Twitter. Uh, tons of racist remarks were sent her way. She quit for a few days, um, and then Twitter banned Milo Yiannopoulos. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Yeah, it doesn't I honestly really don't matter. care. Nope. Um, but yeah, he was he was banned finally from Twitter after uh, several years of just abusive, horrible behavior. It seemed like he kind of stirred up the hornet's nest, sent them after Leslie Jones, um, and that was apparently the last straw for Twitter to uh, finally ban him. She came back after that. She was actually very supportive of Gabby Douglas, excuse me, Gabby Douglas, who was also dealing with a lot of online harassment at the time. Um, and then, you know, this Well, happens. she came back in, like, the Olympics, and she was very excited right. about the Olympics. Yes. And she went. she got to go down there and actually do the Olympics, too. So, yeah, yeah lots of joy for her coming back. Right. Yeah. And then this happens. Yes. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's take one quick second. Who is Milo Yiannopoulos? Sure. Um, I, one of the biggest other than, trolls on the internet. Yeah, like, I mean, that's, other than a yeah. raging asshole who is. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's a terrible human being. He is a garbage person. Let's <laughs> let's start with that as a base level. That should just be his title, garbage person, Milo Yiannopoulos. Yeah. yeah. Um, he he works at, or I believe he still works at the conservative news site Breitbart. Yep. Sorry, conservative yep. news site in Thank parentheses. You. Yes, I'm, yes, I'm not. Yes. We're not hedging on that one at all. We're not even going to pretend because they don't. They are not news. Massive um, air quotes happening for listeners who aren't watching. Yep. Yeah. You can um, you can call me liberal scum if you want, but they're not a news site. <laughs> they are. I don't even know what they are. <laughs> and he's just posted, you know, on Twitter, yeah. you know, many times various, uh, you know, anti-women screeds. Basically, he just seems to hate women uh, and has a large following of people who also hate women. Mm-hmm. And he stirs them up and directs them at uh, different people. Uh, Leslie Jones being the most recent target. And, and, and it's he doesn't just have I mean, he has a particularly strong history uh, yeah. of stirring up uh, misogynist hate. But he in general just kind of like seems to like to place himself at the center of, mm-hmm. like, alt-right controversy. Yes. Basically. Yeah. yeah. He, he's, like, I guess, like a hero figure yep. as much as that scene can have one. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> that that makes sense. I mean, it's he does seem like somebody who's always desperate for attention and the ability. He's sort of like the Joker in a way. Like, he likes to create anarchy, and it's not great. I yeah. believe he said that uh, he thanked Twitter for banning him because it made him even more famous. Yep. Made sure. him a martyr. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
That being said, though, he's not directly responsible, or at least we don't have evidence that he's directly responsible for this hack of Leslie Jones. But it's kind of hard mm-hmm. not to see the two incidents as related. Sure. I mean, yeah. it's uh, I, we don't know much about the hackers yet, so there are a lot of details we're still waiting on. But the whole idea of like this group that he's kind of whipped up into a frenzy to attack her in the first place, um, only because she was starring in a Ghostbusters movie, and um, it's weird how they focused on her and not the other, um, you know, not the other stars well, of the let's, film. Let's back too. up. It's I yeah. mean. It's not because she was in Ghostbusters. It's because she's an outspoken black woman. Yes. Is that yeah. fair to yes. say? I think Outspoken so. black woman in a, in a female-led franchise. I, I think his it's calculus... It's a perfect storm for her His right calculus now. is really ingenious, too, because like you get these people who are already annoyed about this thing, and you give them a target to hate. And uh, that's, that's kind of how, I don't know, these people work, the people who kind of whip up the crowd frenzy like that. But yeah, so those people... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if some of those hackers were kind of part of that early group, you know. And uh, it, this almost seems like the the hack almost seems like in response to her joy. Mm. Like that's what it is. It's like you can't she can't have nice things, and that's what they're trying to prevent and remind her, you know, that oh yeah, you're not actually special, which well, is I, the worst. Yeah, I was thinking about the celebrity hack that happened almost exactly two years ago, mm-hmm. in which Jennifer Lawrence and. You know, dozens of other celebrities had their pictures leaked. Um, those were not as publicly shared, right? Like those were one person hacked those, and those were all over the place. Them. They were, but yeah. they originally like regi- uh, excuse me, they originated on like Reddit or yes, you know yes, similar yeah. places. Yeah. This was someone who took this stuff and put it right on the front yeah. of Leslie Jones' website. Yeah. yeah. So th- this this is this is more about. Uh, it's a personal attack. It's, yeah. it, it's about embarrassing her and attacking her mm-hmm. as opposed to just we want to see naked celebrities. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I think, you know, part of, the, part of the evidence for that, though, is not just that it was put on her site, but that they posted her passport and her yep. driver's license, which is basically daring people to, like, steal her identity as mm-hmm. well. Right. Basically to make her life hell. Or, yeah. In general, make her life hell. Yeah. Um, ha- has My- My- Milo Yano Jaffo Garbage Human Garbage Human done this to any other celebrities? Though I I can't think of any off the top of my head. I know he's yeah. done this to other people, but yeah. I can't think of any other celebrities. He's always picked like yeah choice people to kind of fight against the SJWs that his crowd would like right. to you know rally against. Um, but yeah, I, I can't think of another celebrity. I like. feel like it's, it's more targeted in a, in a general sense rather than at one individual. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But she is also, though, even if it's not from him, mm-hmm. hardly the only celebrity who has been sort of victims of harassment and yeah. you know hacks like this, as you're saying. And you know, one of the good things that has come out of stuff like this, and it's hard to say that anything good has come out of this, is that it has seemed to have spurred some conversation, though, around harassment on Twitter and Instagram and social networking. Mm-hmm. And they are kind of stepping up their game a little bit, it seems. Good. I mean, it, I don't know if it spurred the conversation. I think it forced these companies that to not be able to avoid it anymore. So that's it. The conversation was happening. It's yeah. been happening for years, and it's been ignored. Uh, just yesterday, we reported that um, a sports journalist was banned from Twitter for sharing gifts of the Olympics, gifts he found on Reddit. Permabanned. Gone. Within like what after a couple it took, like, days, half an hour or something yeah. before they 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 locked his account and then yeah. he was unable to get it opened up. And that's what Twitter responds to. It's right. what the complaints of its you know big money advertisers or partners, and not the complaints of its users. Like Milo's been doing stuff like this for years, and there are other people like him on Twitter still. Um, right. The fact that they it took the fact that it took Milo years to get banned. Yep. But this you know this sports writer got banned in the span of you know. 
a couple days because he posted some harmless gifts. Uh, how are these things equal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, where is Twitter's priorities here? It's ridiculous. And only uh, because the Olympics said, uh, yeah, no gifts allowed of the games at all. So, like, he was going against Just their Just pull wishes. the post down. Yeah. It's not hard. Yep. I mean, that, that's something that a lot of these companies, though, have always done. It's they, they put that focus more on, you know, things that are also, to be clear, usually a little bit more cut and dry and a little bit easier mm-hmm. to enforce. A copyright infringement is usually a much clearer case, a much easier to enforce thing. A record company can go to Google and say, hey, this yeah. video on YouTube is using this song. They didn't license it properly. You need to pull it. Um, whereas I think with the harassment stuff, there's it's a little bit more of a gray area. And I think, you know, my, Milo Garbage Human has said this before, <laughs> and I think to, to an extent he's right, is that he says, you know, basically, I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. He is... Yeah. Feeding people. He's like a Simpsons character. <laughs> yeah. He's like Mr. Burns. Yeah. Like, I'm not, yeah, creating environmental waste, but I have this whole system set up to make it happen. So, yeah. Yeah. I so, I mean, and that makes it a little bit harder to enforce. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, I guess one of the questions is, to what extent does Twitter have a responsibility to enforce that? Like, mm-hmm. should they be policing uh, people who are not, explicitly and actively engaging in bullying and harassment mm-hmm. in a way that, you know, kind of skirts things. It might not always need to go to policing or banning people either. Like just like basic tools to protect your users, right? If you if you're a verified Twitter user, you have a nice quality filter in your mentions. But even if you have that for, you know, for a celebrity or something, uh, it's not a great filter. Like bad things still get through and it still cuts out good things. But they are rolling that out to all users though now. Oh yeah. So that's a thing. But the thing is like that tool has been around for years. They could work on improving it. They could work on giving you uh, keyword filters or something like basic protections. Um, things that we've had in the online community for a while now too. Like I've I, I've been on the internet for a while guys. Like I, I remember IRC chats. I remember bulletin board rooms where the mods would like be there and it's like if someone's being a jerk they're gone. And that's it. I think there's just something about the volume of people and messages being posted that yeah. it's like it's this exponential kind of growth thing at this point. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'll admit, I don't know technically how you keep up with this, but I think that the, the starting point is you need to be more responsive to what your users are telling you. As you, you grow as a service, you need people to take care of those users. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like these, these users are your money makers. They're the ones viewing the ads that are allowing you to stay alive. So, you know, give them some basic protections. Yeah. Um, there was one other connection uh, that I made kind of looking at this, and it's uh, one of the other big stories of the week is that Gawker is no more, mm-hmm. basically. Right. Um, and they were driven out of business Gawker.com. Gawker.com, yeah. Gawker as a collective uh, of websites will continue to yeah. exist under the Univision umbrella, but Gawker.com as an specific website yep. and uh, gossip thing yeah. mm-hmm. uh, will no longer exist. And they were put out of business, basically, by a collection of lawsuits funded by, by Peter Thiel or Thiel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, having a hard garbage billionaire <laughs> Peter a, Thiel. Yeah, garbage billionaire Peter Thiel. Yeah. Um, and garbage wrestler Hulk Hogan. <laughs> um, yeah. That was true since the 90s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of us in the media, myself included, mm-hmm. were a little upset by Gawker being shut down basically because of this leaked uh, sex tape of mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. And removing Peter Thiel's 
questionable personal vendetta against Gawker mm-hmm. and his uh, sort of shadowy quest to kill them as a property. What makes what Gawker did different from some of these other celebrity hacks and leaks, though? That's, That's a good a, question. Yeah, That's really difficult question. one. I mean, personally, I've always sort of come down the side of that that story they reported was suspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see why an individual would be upset having that posted. I think that their defense saying that, oh, you know, Hulk Hogan has talked about his sex life extensively doesn't quite pass muster for me personally. Sure. I understand there's a lot of room for disagreement on that. That's just how I've always felt. Would I think that Gawker deserves to be sued out of existence for that? No, they made a mistake. They should have taken down the post, I think, when mm-hmm. they were requested to by the person who was in the video. That seems like basic kind of human decency to me. And th- this sort of thing happened again, too. Like, they uh, outed something about, like, a random executive a couple of years ago. Like a, yeah. And then it was just some weird personal stuff. And I think they took the post down, and yep. they also apologized. Yeah. And then some editors left because of the apology yep. and everything. Yep. But it does seem like Gawker started to recognize, like, oh, like, if we push too far in this way like it didn't serve a public good really like it just outed this one like one dude who didn't it, really matter and it makes it harder for them to do their over their yeah. bigger job and obviously now they they don't do it at all so but that's a good point terrence like it's i guess it's not that different but also as a media organization like that's their job has been to like report on things and gossip and they've they've suffered because of that too they've been punished in the past um, they, they've had to go through all sorts of issues. I wasn't a big Gawker fan, but I, I don't think that they deserve this at all. That's a, not a great sign for media sites in general, especially one that, you know, that's, they were one of the few independent sites out there. Yeah. And that's incredibly rare these days. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I do agree with you in, in principle, at least, that mm-hmm. they didn't deserve to be sued out of existence. Um, but it is, it is one of these things that I, you know, I, I, I struggle with personally, at least mm-hmm. when I start thinking about it, because it didn't serve a public good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I do feel like there needed to be some consequences. There needed to be some sort of action, whether legal or otherwise, um, in the same way that there is going to be for the hacker who did this to Leslie Jones if yes. they ever find them. Hopefully. Um, yeah. and well, I, bl- what, I believe the hacker from Slubgate two years ago is in jail now. I'll yes. Yeah. Uh, more than one person went right. to jail over that. Yeah. Um, and you know, and that's that should happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think when you put a media property in the place of random hacker, it becomes a, a, a slightly touchier issue mm-hmm. for a lot of us, especially in the media. Um, but I do think that honestly, probably a lot of people out there would probably see it in exactly the same way and see see uh, a lot a lot of similarities there. Yeah. What's um, interesting too is a lot of people I know who Gawker had focused on and had attacked over the years because Gawker's been around for a while. They were one of the original blogs. Even those people are like, yeah, they, they hated Gawker and the coverage they did of it, but they also didn't want to see Gawker go like this. Like if your enemies are saying, Hey, maybe that's going too far. Yeah. That's probably a sign. I mean, the thing is like most of what they did was reported at least fairly, you know, they maybe didn't have like, it may be hard for these people who are getting reported on that mm-hmm. uh, you know they don't want to see their names show up, but at least it wasn't like stealing information and posting like private videos. Like most of what they did seemed to be above board for the most part, yeah. even if you disagreed with it. Yeah, um, the Hogan thing is a little dicier, but yeah. that's what that 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 is that is the 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 big questionable one. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if you're getting into you know nude images of anyone, celebrity or otherwise. What public good does this serve aside from sort of embarrassment or you know harassing? Right. Yeah. 
it's questionable. Yeah. I mean, we are we're in a weird environment now too. Like, uh, I think the standing of WikiLeaks has fallen considerably oh, yeah. over the past year, mm-hmm. just because they've been so flagrant in terms of like the data they've been putting out, unvetted. Uh, getting per- people's personal information out there and potentially harming people in the process too. And I think that's it. It's that harm that really makes it all the more worse uh, for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's as good a place as any to end it. I think yep. that kind of sums it up uh, pretty nicely. Uh, Nate, Devendra, thank you for joining me. Um, where can the fine listeners and viewers find you on the internet? If you really want to, my Twitter handle is at Nate Ingram. Um, you assume that nobody wants to? It's it's not pretty. You'll, you'll find the Charlie <laughs> Brown avatar there for him. Uh, Devendra, where can the fine people find uh, you? I'm at Devendra on Twitter, and I also podcast about movies and TV oh. at SlashFilm.com. There you go. Uh, and I am at Terrence O'Brien on Twitter. Lots of E's, no A's. But <laughs> don't follow me if you expect tweets about technology. I mostly <laughs> complain about baseball and politics. How are the Mets doing this year? Uh, pretty terribly. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to my desk after this and cry a little bit about it. All right. Um, and then also, please uh, feel free to reach out to any of the three of us or reach out to us at Engadget.com, at Engadget on Twitter, not .com, just at Engadget. <laughs> or you can email us at podcasts at Engadget.com. Uh, and please send us your feedback, your comments, your questions, your concerns. Your gifts. Your gifts. Yes. Please send yes. us all the gifts. Um, we want to make this show enjoyable for you, and unless you tell us uh, what you like and don't like, um, we can't make the changes <laughs> to make you happy. Uh, so thanks for joining us. Don't miss next week. But before we go, I want to leave you with the comment of the week, which comes from Bob19844. <laughs> wow, that's going to affect tens of people. <laughs> Thinking emoji. Yes. <laughs> Have a good weekend, everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs>